Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Midnight Gaming with Diddy and the, the Panda. Panda. I recently shaved and I feel great. He hasn't shaved in years. My but head, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh. Head. It is fresh, fresh, fresh. And tonight is fresher. Because our new sponsor is not Old Spice, but is our fresh bodies. Clean and secure. And not stinky. There ain't no B.O. in this house. Dude, I smell great, actually. I do, I do too. Versace <laughs> Euros in my house. Ooh, nice. Oh, man. Everybody, we're happy to be back. It's been a while. Hey. Actually, we haven't even released the other episodes yet, but yeah, it's been we'll, a while. We'll, hey, we'll be, we'll, when you hear us, we got our stuff together already. And guess what? When you hear us, welcome home. Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope you're having a great week. Oh, okay, everybody. Well, tonight is a doozy because we're going to talk about something that is even more nearer and dearer to our hearts than playing video games. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it... thing that <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I was saying it's it's the thing that I think playing so many video games has birthed what we're going to talk about, which is making a video game. We would love to make a video game. We don't have the absolute technical skills. I have the writing skills, and yeah, Diddy has some of the technical skills. So mm. maybe someday. Yeah, maybe. When I, when I say some, I mean the very basics. Right. Yeah, I can make a basic animation. And that's better than nothing. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we we'd love to make a video game. Uh, so we thought you know this would be a really cool topic for us to just discuss. And also, we've never really, like, talked. We've talked, talked about it twice or maybe three mm -hmm. times, but this is the first time that we would actually be putting this on record. Exactly. This will go down in history as the first time discussed. Yeah. And coming to you in 2035. Five. Oh, seven. That was close enough. Six. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll make an <laughs> impasse here. 2036. <laughs> Thirteen years away, I was about to fold. Your so children can play to... this. Yeah, <laughs> your children's children, even. Maybe if you have kids already, that is. I do. So my children might be able to play it. Yeah, my my children's children will be non-existent. You sicko. Hopefully. Hey, back off. Just saying. Hope we're gonna start this week with a fight. Wow, we were talking but about not, this yesterday, but not too. a battle of the fists. <laughs> It's a battle of words. I'm I'm saying that I don't want your kid to have a kid early. Why are you getting upset about that? Why are you putting it in the universe? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not having this fight. Okay, we're going to talk about video games because that's yes. what's the most important Thank in you. this moment. Thank you. <sighs> so what kind of game would we make? What do you think? I think we've talked about this a lot. We know what games we love. But right. I feel like there's a very specific kind of game that we would want to make. Yeah, I think I think definitely it's gonna have to be an RPG, right? Like that is that, that's like our bread and butter. Because mm -hmm. we'd want I'd want to make a game that I would enjoy playing, obviously, right? Exactly, exactly. It's basically a like what is that called? A brainchild of our existence right. as video gamers is that right. everything we love we'd want to put into a game. The things that we enjoy, it would literally just like the video game could be called things that Diddy and the Panda enjoy. No enjoy. Yeah. 
terrible Obviously, title, it'll but be, it could. It'll be a way better title. We're gonna workshop that, right? But I think, I think it, that's exactly what it is. You're you're right. It's it's the culmination of all the years of us playing video games and what we've enjoyed about it. Even like what we don't like about it is is going to be in it because we're gonna we'll, we're not gonna put it in there or try not to. Yeah, it, we're not gonna put what we don't like in the game. We're gonna keep that crud out. Right. Which is anything that's in a Ubisoft game. No. For me, for me personally. No. Yeah. No. Don't you yeah. dare. I want the world to be like a Ubisoft world. Okay. Sorry. After this, we mean twenty forty six. <laughs> we still have to workshop how much we want in the Look, game. Look, we, we've we already agreed that it would be a semi-open world, right? It wouldn't be yeah. a truly open world. It would be kind of guided. But I'd want there to be the characters like you have the NPCs in yeah. a, you know. I think from a reference point, you could say a little bit more open than God of War. I think God of War is the perfect level of open. The only reason I say a little bit more open is that, like, in lots of games, like, you can jump up on stuff without it being guided, whereas, like, you can get roadblocked by a lot of stuff in God of War. Oh, right. You have to get some. You have to get this before you can go down this path. Well, no. No, I'm just meaning, like, from a purely, like, landscape standpoint, like, you can't run on top of that rock because it's just part of the texture. Yeah. It's not not an object. Yeah. Which still is good world building, but I feel like I wanted to be a little bit more accessible, like, we're in... Let's say, you know, the game we always bring up, Elden Ring, you can, for the most part, jump on almost anything mm-hmm. that's not too tall. Right. And I feel like we'd want to have, like, the the openness of Elden Ring, but the closed-offedness of a God of War slash, like, Dark Souls. The guiding of a, of a God of War type game yeah. or... Yeah. But not straight linear. Right. Kind of like, so, like, I, I recently started playing um, the Star Wars game again, and it's and that's very much like that, where it's like kind of open world in the sense that like you can really go wherever in the sense of like multiple planets yeah. and stuff but when you're in that planet there are these roadblocks in the sense of like you don't have force push yet you don't have force yep. pull yet you yep. don't have like C- come back to Kashyyyk when you can do the triple jump exactly exactly and I think it's that like, it's would the classic be a cool Metroidvania thing. the castle the classic like Metroidvania until right. you get double jump, you can't go to this part of the castle. Exactly. Until you get soul blast, you can't open this door. Uh huh. And I don't so. know. Like I feel like that's a good that's a good element to have when you want to keep it open world ish, but not ruin. You know, like like you don't want to f- accidentally stumble upon the final boss. Mm-hmm. Even though that is a cool, even though that's a cool concept. Like, what the heck is this boss? Oh wait, oh. This oh. is the main bad, yeah. Well, because like you can technically do that in what Breath Zelda? of the Wild, yeah. You can go to the end boss. I mean, what else you can? El- you can't do it in Elden Ring, but you can go pretty far in Elden Ring. Yeah, you could fight like Rikard technically. You can go before. to Radon technically, like the first. Yeah, you can be your first person. I mean, you could fight Rikard really early without fighting anybody else. Yikes! <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, te- technically, he's a cheeser, but yeah, because all you do you have to get captured. By the by the the thing, but you but you get that spear no matter what. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. But I mean, if your strength isn't strong enough, I don't know if you can use that spear. I don't know. Or high enough. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? Like, it don't matter. But it, like that would be cool if we could do something like that in the sense of like, uh, there's a town that's like an optional town that you could go to, or if it's truly open world, like if you go into this place at a certain point, right? Like in the story, like if you. 
in the first five hours of the story, if you go here, you can actually kill the final boss in like a in a ridiculously hard battle. But that would be like that would be one of the things you'd have to do to platinum the game. Yeah, or it's like that. That's like obviously going to be like your speedrunners or whatever. Right. Exactly. I think for me, the perfect example of a setting would, would obviously be Dark Souls. Not necessarily because it's going to be the same gameplay or the same type of game, but mm-hmm. it's the interconnectedness where it's almost like a, it, I think that there's a company that's making a game right now that's called The Lords of the Fallen, and they say our maps are pretzels within each other, so it's like they're twisting spirals. Oh, that's cool. So it's like this circle of a map actually bleeds into this line that goes to this circle, but that circle connects to this other circle, which connects to that first circle, and then actually, by the time you get that, that portal opens up to this other world, which actually has an underneath thing that goes to the beginning of the game. So it's like, it's everything's connected. It's like a Mobius strip. Yeah, it's it's all connected. It's like an infinite, like you, you turn it and it continues to changes, but it all connects in one way or the other. And so it feels open world because everything's so large in Inside of the world. But rather, it's a pretty small map when like you just look at it from a, because like we can layer, right? Can, right instead of having it be like this ginormous world where it just feels empty all the time. Right. It's like it's like the difference of um well, yeah, it's like if you look at it on a map, it's it looks like a three-story building versus a town. Yep. Right? Like it's the same amount of space because in yeah, those like three-story you... buildings are one skyscraper equals the amount of a small town in Montana. Right. The perfect perfect example. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's kind of the the design we'd like to go for uh-huh. gameplay wise i don't think you and i have discussed too much gameplay wise what we wanted to be but obviously rpg so right skill sets customizability and i think we'd want to make it pretty unique but we want it to be obviously fantasy dark fantasy that's yeah. that's our our niche i think we'd stray a little bit away from sci-fi and like and our then, original idea if you want to if you want to dive into that was like because I think it would really tie into like what the game was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Was a, it was like a character that lives in two different worlds, right? Like there's one the, the regular world that we all live in. They have a certain job, and then they go to sleep and get teleported to like a dream world or like yeah, and they get trapped there. And I think we thought of it as a coin. So it's like he lives on the heads, right? And he flips it to the tails. And he, what we thought is that we kind of based it very loosely on Constantine, yes. where he was a priest, mm-hmm. but he was a married priest who had a child, right. and then like you know demons and all that stuff. So when you flip it, is that demons don't exist in his world? Like he doesn't do that. Like they're in gone. our world. Yeah, it's safe. Our world is safe for the mm. most part. Like it's not safe, but it's safe. And then you flip it, and it becomes kind of like a demon hunter. Right, like the uh, like you. the upside down. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then, like you, I think we said he'd become like this almost type of savior to these nomadic people because like, it's like the world's like Mad Max where it's mm-hmm. almost like desert landscapes and broken cities where Demon everything's Soul-esque, been, right? yeah, like everything's that's been decimated. Went. So it'd be like modern in one sense, but then flip to post-apocalyptic. Right. It's like it's like if you were to, it's like if you were to quick quick shift from like uh what is that detroit beyond human and dark mm-hmm. souls <laughs> yep 
Like what? So it, it's a it's a life simulator of being a priest, right? And then you go into a with a twin stick shooter, exactly. but it's not a shooter. It's it's an RPG for sure, right? And so like that was the original idea, and then Forspoken got released, and then we're like, oh, well, that's yeah, because like similar. we wanted to have we wanted to have these like powers that was you know that you could manifest. magical abilities, and dude, that was a bummer. And then I think we got also a little bit caught up in the religious side of it so we kind of took a yeah, step back and we thought we might just take it back to what we know the best and that's dark fantasy fantasy mm-hmm. so i mean like the character is definitely not who we originally wanted it to be so and i don't i think it'd probably be reminiscent of like an elder scrolls fable-esque type of world mm-hmm. we haven't really talked about if we want it to be more cartoony like a borderlands or if we want it to be more like a dark souls i think it'd be a mixture of the two it'd be a dark twisted yes lovable world yeah so it's like you don't feel like grotesque in nature but it is a grotesque type of world there are certain things in there that don't belong that is very grotesque i think like overall like the the let's going off of the heads and tails thing like the heads world looks very much like our world and i I would even be cool with making it more like sketchy, right? Like the world that you normally live in looks a lot like what names of you, like what remains of you to fish. Brainstorming, mm-hmm. because now we're talking about it. We're yeah. talking to you guys. We're talking to you. But we're also talking to each other. No, we're talking to each other. <laughs> we're talking to each other, and you guys can listen. This is great. Yeah. So we think about this. What if it is two different art styles? Yeah, yeah. Our world's like shell shaded comic book. Right. And you flip the coin and it's like Dark Souls. Yeah, exactly. But but then what happens is that as it starts to blend, the game mm-hmm. becomes a completely different art style. Yes. To where like it's no longer either. Yep. It shifts. So there's a game called The Messenger that did this to where you started as like an 8-bit just regular platformer. Okay. And as you progress the storyline, it becomes like 24-bit action adventure game. Wow. And so, like, it transitions that, like, where the graphics change because, like, it's progressing. So it's almost like as these worlds start to morph, I think, like, you could utilize this as, like, the Doctor Strange methodology mm-hmm. where there's the convergence happening. Or the or the Spidey into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, exactly. Like, the convergence. So, like, the world started to become part of it, but instead of, it, like, getting, like, twisted by one or changed by the other, it becomes one. One world. And so it's this one, not necessarily Dark Souls or comic book yeah. but it's like its own thing it's like there are places and i think it'd be it would again like complete brainstorming but there are, there are places in our world right on the heads world where there's like a there's a plane right like between a like heads and tails i'm, I'm gonna make sense in a second but there the veil is thinner or the veil is yeah. broken so like you know downtown manhattan the there's a there's a just a shop that you open into and it's a, it's a, it's the upside down in there, but the yep. rest of Manhattan's totally normal. Yeah, and even if we didn't like do our personal world like Manhattan, or, right? But like it'd just be a world we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Even if it was like back in Renaissance times, or whatever. Right? So yeah, it, the could like, theme, it could be like it could be like you walk into like, a it's, wine cellar. It's just cellar. completely different. I and mean, we've seen this a lot, but I don't think you've seen it to where the game completely morphs into something different. Yeah. Cause like yeah, that'd be so cool. Like imagine like you're walking down a wine cellar, and then all of a sudden it like shifts. Did like as you're mm-hmm. walking, the whole like graphics just change around you, and it shakes, and then it snaps back, and you're like, well, oh so no, man, I that, gotta. Go that actually sleep. reminds me of Titanfall. So there's an, an entire mission in Titanfall two where you have the time shift device, 
And what you're doing is you're in this broken down city. And obviously this is all sci-fi shooter. Right. And like you're walking through there and you, and all of a sudden like this thing that's all fiery and broken turns into regular and then you start wall jumping. You repair on it? But but like kind of. So like, but you go back uh, like 20 years and it's fixed. And then you turn it off and then you can jump to the other wall that's now broken down into something else. It's freaking awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But rather than like time travel or time shift. Right, there's no control. You can't control it, I think. I think or, it just or happens. You, or, or you could or eventually. You could. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We don't, know. we don't know. We don't know, everybody. But this is our ideas. So that, that, that's the thing is, is that we've talked a lot about like the setting and what we want that to be. Gameplay-wise, we haven't really fully thought of that yet. True. We want, I think that I would love it to be like the amount of weapons type of weapons it doesn't have to be as much like at least like bloodborne where there's like you know 20 right. but they have like almost like a 30 to 40 different types of ways to use it mm-hmm. but i also don't want to go the first spoken route where it's just magic like i want to be Same. able to utilize it where it's like it's a mixture of both yeah and we don't even need to call it magic it could be like light and dark and then you know like fable where you choose to be good or bad and yeah then it changes the story uh fable one was such a good game i have heard they're amazing Fable was so like Fable two and three were all right, but the original Fable when it came out, dude, that was my introduction to like that was the first time where I was like, I can see myself losing hours and yep. hundreds of hours to RPGs. And then everybody knows our favorite Elden Ring. It's just the aesthetic, the lore, and the deep, the deep thought provoking conversation around it is like, what happened? We know the story. Ours will have a story, and we will be that story will be told. But I also want there to be these stories where, like, well, what happened to this character that was talked about? And yes. this this cloak that you found that's, like, this cloak of protection, this was used by a guy who is now part of history mm-hmm. who also went through the And I just want there to be a lot of that as well. Oh, yeah. I think I think the main story in my vision is, like, a 20, 30-hour story, maybe. And then the side quests are going to be way bigger. That's how I envision it. Yeah, and I think, like, because I know Skyrim and Oblivion had, like, decently short stories for the most part. Like, it was, like, 15 hours, and all right. the side quests made yeah. it, so it was, like, 150. And so I think that 2030 for a story is, like, a lot of people's games. But I also, th- like, this doesn't have to be this game, but something that I've always thought of that I'd love to have in a game is where, like, there's two or three characters who, depending on the choices you make with them and how you go about the game, end up becoming a boss or an ally. But no matter what side you choose, the end boss might end up being the exact same no matter what side you choose. But the story of how you get to that boss and how, like, you decide to do oh that. Oh, my gosh. So, like, here's an example. There's a priestess. You can name her, like, uh, Abigail. Right. Abigail the priestess. And, like, you are siding with her this entire time. And there's also this thing called the Silver Guard. And the Silver Guard is this thing of men. And, like, one of them is this really cool guy. I always thought of like, have you seen Frozen two? No, I haven't seen any well, of the Frozen's. It doesn't matter. And it's it's Disney and it's like cartoony, but mm-hmm. like it's like they're just shield men who protect. And I thought of like you would get to a point to where she becomes corrupted, and you can choose to side with her, and then they end up saying we cannot follow you anymore, and you have to fight them, or you say I can't follow this dark demon esque, and then you end up being able to use that, utilize them in the battle. Nice. Or you come to a point where you have to battle both of them, but you completely have a different side, and then you get to the point, and then it's always leading up to like the end boss. Gotcha. Yeah, there's like a madman, like a 
Like you get if you fight both, it's of like them, it's like Bills and Evil. Like... It's like Diablo. Diablo is yeah. always bad. Yeah. But do you decide to go with the angels or the people who can't follow Diablo? Or it's like, neither. And exactly. you're like, I'm just gonna kill everybody. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like Elden Ring endings, right? Yeah. But instead there's... of it being like, oh, I sided with this person, this person is still the end boss. It's like I sided with and whatever, and it's mm-hmm. still the end boss. So I guess it's almost the exact same, but the ending doesn't change, right? Necessarily, it's how you get there that changes. See, for me, I love games, and it doesn't have to be this game either. But I love games where the ending is different, like. <sighs> To bring, I I went however long we've gone to recording without bringing up this game, but to bring up The Witcher, there is a, there's a hundred and thirty eight <laughs> different types of endings or something like that in the See, game. The only the only reason I want there to be a definitive ending is so there can be a sequel. That's like an, almost a direct sequel because it's like with Dark Souls, it's always a completely different story. So it's like right. yes, but I also want it to be kind of like Mass Effect to where like yes, you can technically choose an ending, but I don't want to make a game. To where I have to make the other game have thousands of choices based upon what choices right. you made in the last game. I don't right. know. It's just no, because The Witcher Three actually does have that problem where, like, when you start The Witcher Three, it asks you, like, "Have you beat The Witcher Two? Do you want us to bring over your decisions from Witcher Two into this?" And if you've never played it, it kind of like automatically gives you like the best ending at The Witcher Two. Yeah, of course. And the same they want thing you to have with the best like, ending. Yeah, and the same thing with like the end of Witcher Three is like, there's there's truly like the best ending. There's technically three endings, which is like, Cirilla dies. Spoiler alert: Cirilla dies sacrificing herself. Yeah, it was 2015. Herself. I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> Cirilla dies <laughs> sacrificing herself. Geralt gives Cirilla back to her dad, and she becomes like a queen. Or Cirilla, Geralt, and whoever your love companion is, Yennefer, usually. Yep. Yeah, you guys go together, and she becomes a witcher. But like in that, there's other things where it's like if you don't romance anybody and Cirilla dies, there's a special ending where Geralt is like about to hang himself. And that there's a different ending, like based on like minute choices, like you you saved this one person in the first the first act out of like the three acts, you saved one person, they come in to help you at the very end kind of thing. That's cool. Well, it's like if you think about Elder Ring, it's not like that in depth. Uh-huh. It's like based upon the choices you make, you could get one of seven. Like, what is it? Six, six different six endings. Six or seven endings. Yeah, because yeah, you have the a madness ending, Ronnie mm-hmm. ending. You have the death ending. Right. Then you death. have the the three have different the... endings for the main ending. <laughs> well, that, no, well that actually no, the death one is that. Is that one of the three? And then you have dung eater. Oh right. And then you have what's and his face? The there's four. Sun. There's four regular. Golden that, that's Sun. A, yeah. that, that's considered a regular one as well. Is it? It's just who do you help restore the? Who the do you ring? help restore? Yeah, yeah. Or do you do the Ring of Death? Or do you do that? And then the last, the sixth one is just regular. Like you don't help anybody, and you just become the Elden Lord. Right. You become the vessel or whatever. You, you basically you marry Marika, and become her chapter right. her vessel council. What's that called? You, her king consort. A king consort. Yeah, dude, but then, I but then it's like that a year later. so. So basically, the three different endings you can technically get is that who do you help in becoming the king's consort or the queen's consort? Right. Or do you usurp the throne with the with madness, the or do you usurp the throne with Ronnie? Right. So it's like one usurper, one usurper, or and who you choose to three or four follow. different people. Who and it's are like, what is your you? beliefs like? Right. Are you a disgusting, sex-induced freak, or do you love death, or right. do you are love you want ev- 
Or do you want everybody? That's what I'm saying. Sex obsessed freak. Do you want to like have it be to direct order? You have to follow every order, which is right. the golden order. Or do you want to just have it be your own? And okay, I think everybody kind of gets it. That's kind of the game we want to make. No, yeah, it's perfect. But you know, there's things that we don't love about certain games, and that's we kind of already talked about. I think the game we want to make uh-huh. is specifically making it so those things aren't part of it. Clunky controls, terrible camera. Oh my god! And then, yeah. uh, like, honestly, open world exhaustion. Yeah, too much emptiness in an open world, and I think yep. that that ties back into your idea of it being semi-open, um, because you could have this. I I want to play that game, uh, Lords of the Fallen. Oh, that looks so amazing! Because it's just gonna be like, because it's the gonna way be you explain like the map, <laughs> like just the way you explain the map system, like that sounds like the perfect solution for a guided slash open world game. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing is that it goes back to Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Sekiro. They right. all connect. They're pretzels. Oh. Think about it. Everything connects. But they all connect at the Nexus. No, that's that's just Demon Souls. Wait, Bloodborne, how does TS... Think about this. Bloodborne, you're in Old Yarnum, uh-huh. which connects to the sewers and then connects to the Old World, oh, which then connects dude, to this place. Right. Yeah. You're it's not right. always perfectly connected, but it's like it's very connected. The gra- and then you each, don't really each individual need map the gravestones. In Bloodborne, and those, are, those are like bonfires. Right, you don't really need the bonfires in Bloodborne. Ah, I mean, yeah, you do. But you could get through basically the whole game without using it. Yeah, and that's like that's called a like a, a no lantern run. That's insane. And then yeah. you could come all the way back to the beginning. Except for you can't go back to level up. That's all. Oh, that's true. But that's it. You can just use that one. But yeah. That's gnarly. Crazy. Okay, everybody. I think you kind of get it. There's the beginning. And maybe in a couple months, we'll talk about more ideas we have. Oh, yeah. I think we should definitely do a brainstorming sesh like but every couple months. has been Midnight Gaming with Diddy and the Panda. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have a good night. Sleep tight. This was Don't fun. Don't let the demons bite. That's cool. Yeah, it was something. Peace. See you later, y'all. See you later, and bye.